Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Pete Mac Daddy Grandpa Robertson. Yeah, Whoa, that's a lot of nicknames. I like it. We got a little bit more. Your hair is looking good today, as usual. Yeah. All of our fans on YouTube can yeah. see Pete's hair today. Man, I am so excited about today's show, Pete. You know why? I am. You are? I know why. Oh, you know why? Yeah. Yeah, we have a very special guest today. So we do have three people in the house today. And uh, man, I am so excited about our guest. We've been trying to get this this person on for a long time. Yeah, we've talked a long time. I mean, time we're what, episode yeah. 115, 116, yeah. something like that? Yeah, he's infamous. And we've been trying to get him on forever. And we're finally... <laughs> Finally got him to fly into Orlando to join the podcast. I've known this guy his entire life. Yeah, we've talked Since about like him. Since like June of 1971, I've known this and guy. And we've talked about him a lot, too, yeah. over, the, over the last few years. That's I wonder, if, wonder yeah. if he knows that. Yeah. Anyway, without further ado, ado? 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 Is that like Mountain Dew? Abu? Uh, no, Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Now, we're, no, now we're just going uh, off the wait, rails. Wait, wait. Hello, boo Hello. What is that? Yogi? <laughs> Hello, boo Hello, Yogi? <laughs> Right. Anyway, Stop. who is our special, our guest is today is none, other, none than. other than my baby brother, Bill Shoneman. Holy Bill, tell cow. us a little bit about yourself, what you're up to, and and uh, why you decided to finally get on the Riot Podcast. We're so happy you're here. Yay! Yeah, Seriously, well, we're just honored. I, I got to stay at your house for free to do this, so <laughs> that's why I'm doing it. No, I, I've been, I'm honored to be here. It's uh, it's it's exciting to to be a part of this podcast and uh, yeah it has been a long time we're waiting to do this it has. So, we've been talking we've about, about it for about a long time yeah we've I mean, talked about maybe doing a Zoom call but I mean yeah. it's better in, in it's studio I'm glad in studio I'm glad you got yeah. to get here glad yeah. to be here now, now it'll make Zoom calls easier in the future too because I'll kind of like know what's going on yeah they were like oh just, I remember just, him yeah let me call it yeah, yeah sure but <laughs> tell tell the riot audience a little bit about yourself. I mean, besides having the most awesome big brother ever, they they probably want to learn some more stuff about you. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm the youngest of three boys and um, have an amazing middle brother. And, hey, uh, hey. And I have an amazing big brother. I'm just, Talk about just Josh, right? <laughs> Joe, but Joe. Yeah. Do we have a brother named Josh? No, I, Joe. I didn't know this. Not that no, he just aware had of. surgery. We're not we going to reveal anything else about our family today yeah. that I don't know, are we? That's good. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, we probably will. We are, probably will. <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff on Bob. Pete, if you hey, and that's the end of our show today. Now, that's the fun part about having siblings on. <laughs> talk about that stuff. Talk about all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, no, I'm I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to uh, be serving the Lord in, in Dallas, well, south of Dallas, Texas, in Waxahachie. And so it's God's doing amazing things there. And so um, you can plug your church. Go for I'm, it. Oh, I'm on staff at Waxahachie Bible Church. Please do. And uh, just uh, excited to see what God is doing there and just being used by the Lord. I'm, I'm amazed every single day in ministry that, first of all, that God would use me and then uh, how he would use me, mm. which is awesome because he gets the glory for it. Because uh, when, when the Lord sees what's going on or when people see what is going on, they have to say, well, that's definitely the Lord. Bill couldn't possibly. <laughs> so, I uh, feel the same way. It's awesome. Yeah. So but glad to be here. So, okay, so you, you brought it up about some stories about Bob. Is there anything that oh, can pop in your head there we like, go. right off the bat? You know, uh, I know it's hard when yes. you start thinking about it. Oh, no, it's not. I'll give you time. Being, being oh. the younger brother, I was, I was entertained most, most of my childhood by watching my, my middle brother and my older brother fight. 
So, oh yeah. Um, they had you know, a lot of fights. Sibling rivalry. Yeah. The, the, and, the, and Joe, I hope Joe's not listening to he this. Won't. Yeah, you're, you're still worse. <laughs> but Joe, watching Joe chase Bob around with like a kitchen knife, it was hilarious. Wow. From my standpoint, I, yeah. probably not from Bob's uh, standpoint. Yeah. But uh, would, they would fight all the time. But I was, I was a sweet young little boy. I never named, <laughs> I didn't even do anything wrong. I was the perfect child. You're the guest. I'm going to be nice. So you and Joe are how far apart? One year. One year. So that's why. Yeah. And then close. there's a three year gap. To yeah, yeah. 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 Cause with my brothers, my brothers were like six or seven years of difference. So I mean, they're way in, but they're only a year apart. And oh, so they would always get it into is. it all the time. I think it's just and the middle kids. To. Middle kids are just an issue. Is that what it is? Honey, I'm not talking about you. No. You're, you're the you're the exception, sweetheart. You're you're the best. My wife's kid a middle ever. kid as well. <laughs> so okay, so that's fun. So you guys got in fights. All right, what else? What is what did what was one of your guys's like? What was your most favorite family event that you guys have done that you remember with everybody as hanging out? Did you go travel somewhere? Did you guys go camping? Did you? Did you what was what's an event that you guys did that you remember as a family? It's hard, right? It is hard. Yeah. Whole family. Did you guys go places? Did you ever travel? We did a trip to out west once. We did a Yellowstone trip. Yellowstone trip. trip. It's funny because we're four years apart. So it's funny that we have the different memories, the things that really stick out. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Well, because when you're, you know, eight and four, that's a, I mean, that's a huge gap. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm interested to hear what he says. Yeah. You yeah. remember? So you remember Yellowstone? I remember parts of it, but yeah, I don't remember the whole thing. But uh, I do remember it being very long. The drive part was long. Yeah. Because I, I think we were in one of those station wagons oh, yeah, with we like were, the fake wood panels. The woodies with no yeah, like, yeah with no air conditioning. Those were big in California. <laughs> we were like the Griswolds. <laughs> we yeah. were we were the Griswolds before the Griswolds. <laughs> did you guys get funny. stuff on top? Did you pack your your yeah, top? Yeah, we had a luggage rack. You yeah, did? I think so. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you so you really were like the that's Griswolds. Too funny. Yeah. I forgot about that. It would leak. Yeah, every time we go through the rain, I remember our bag would be wet. Stuff would be wet. Oh, that's right. They that brown clamshell. I remember it now. So, good times. so you remember that? Anything else? Did you guys do anything else? Do you remember? We would spend a lot of time at the lake during the summers. So our grandparents owned a little cabin and we've talked about the cabin before. Um, and literally had an outhouse. I mean, it was a cabin that oh. was on the lake Ooh. and it was like, we lived pretty close, like 30, 45 minutes away. So as soon as the ice would thaw, we'd be there up there on the weekends. Yeah. But we would spend all summer up there. Dad would like come home on the weekends when he wasn't on vacation. But the rest of the family, I remember spending like all summer there and we would we would have bonfires we would uh we would fish in the lake catch catch fish and bring them up and put them in the creek <laughs> and then you know that. we would dam up the creek so that we yeah. have a pool yeah we'd put the fish in the creek and then the raccoons, raccoons would, eat would come eat our fish yeah. <laughs> i was pretty young though when we had that camp. you were i do you remember were. bits and pieces of it yeah yeah i would say probably you were probably only five the last summer we were there because we moved to florida in january so yeah, but, uh, you know, I think I turned 10. So, yeah, you were probably, yeah, you're pretty young. Did you guys ever get in a fight or is it just because you're... No, we always got along really yeah. well. Yeah, I don't recall us yeah. ever fighting. Yeah. yeah. Even I when mean, you're older. Joe it, it, Joe and I would fight and Joe and Bill would fight. But I don't remember. Bill and I, we always got along. Do you still fight with Joe? No. 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 He's not listening. He doesn't so. throw knives at me anymore. He doesn't oh, do that. We're good. Are we frowning on that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was because I was so much older. I never really had any of that sibling kind of thing. So to me, I was always the babysitter. I was the you know yeah. everywhere I went, I took them, and I had to pay for them. 
I don't think they realize that. My mom would never give us anything. Like, nope, you take care of them. All right, mom, why don't you watch? Job. Yeah, it's my job. Yeah, as the old, yeah, as the old. Wow. Yeah. Seems like you, maybe you need to let that go. Well, cool. Any more yeah, embarrassing right. stories you want to tell about yeah, me? You should probably have therapy right now. <laughs> That's funny. Our childhood memories. Yeah, That's any right. other embarrassing stories, though? I, I, don't, I don't want to let <laughs> them go. I knew you wouldn't. Trying to think. You know, I should have really thought through that before now. Uh, I, I know I'll, it's hard though. Don't let them off the hook. Of it, today. It's like with me; I always forget. Then you remember, like tonight. Oh yeah, they'll be flying home on the way home. You're gonna yeah, remember, I'll remember yeah. something. So I'll yeah. have to zoom in next week. Probably right in the middle, like John fourteen eighteen. He'll think of yeah, one thing, but you know, the Holy Spirit will you know quench it. He won't be able to say anything about it. Okay, this is what's the short version of how you came to the Lord? Oh, good. oh, that's a, that's a great question. So, um, the, the moment I, I trusted Christ as my Savior was at a. Billy Graham crusade. No way. Oh. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So um, I, I had made, you know, so I made a profession of faith in front of mom before that, but really that, that day at Bible town in Boca Raton. Oh yeah. You remember that? I do. I, I made it, I made a public profession of faith and I was like, I really felt convicted. This is my, you know, the Lord, Lord really wants to, that's my heart. And here I am, Lord. I, I surrender. And I, I walked, walked the aisle at a Billy Graham crusade. Wow. That's so cool. Own. And I keep, I have to, I don't remember, you know, we, we used to sing songs growing up and well, this is the day that I trusted the Lord. It was on a whatever day. Um, and I, I don't remember what day of the week it was. I'm uh, assuming it was a weekend. It was a, a crusade, mm. but um, I could, you know, I probably could look it up because they're, they're all archived. Go back yeah. to the archives and so, figure it out. Um, probably could find that out. But it, anyway, yeah, it was a short version. That wow. Short, That's but, yeah. really cool. Billy Graham crusade. I didn't know. I didn't know that. And yeah. I, whenever I think of Billy Graham, I always think the Bible says. I mean, that's just that was his brand. The Bible says. I mean, nothing came out of that man's mouth that wasn't in the Bible. Right. And uh, every message he ever said, the Bible says. And so yeah, I went to a Billy Graham crusade um, at Angel Stadium in California. So I remember that. Yeah. Simplistic message. Oh yeah. Is what the Bible says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're lost. You're, you're hurting. You're in pain. Well, Jesus wants to have a conversation with you. He it's wants a, to help wow. you with all that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's exciting. I'm, I'm sure there's other listeners that listen to us that Billy Graham touched. And I'm sure. We were just, I just, we just went to the Billy Graham library. Um, what, two months ago? It was not too long ago. Yeah. It was last month. I don't, I don't that, remember. It wasn't that long, was it? it was, uh, when did you go? Oh, no. It was in November. It was in November. Or December. Never mind. It was in December. I thought so. Because yeah. it was like a couple weeks before we went up north. Yeah. 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 It was in December. So we got to see. And then it was awesome because at the very end of the of the library, you're just broken. And he just gives the gospel message again. So they just brought up one of the crusades and they just give the message. So but they walk him walk you through his story and his past and everything that happened. And, and it was just really well done. And that's in Charlotte, right? It's I in, need to go yeah, next time I'm up. Right there, outside of Charlotte. Check that out. Yeah. It's off of Billy Graham Highway. So they have the whole highway. How would you find it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it's 95 and Billy Graham Highway. <laughs> I think. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so that was, that was that. I mean, it just, at the very, you're broken at the end. Mm. Um, you just, you just, you're humbled. And you, so you don't leave there, you know, not being in the presence of God. So That's even awesome. now he's been dead for how long? Everybody that goes through that, it's just pretty crazy. But yeah, his childhood home. So they, they, they took down his childhood home brick by brick and all the plans and they rebuilt the child his childhood home with all the bricks at that location and so you can see his childhood home there it's i pretty, gotta check that out that's pretty crazy right that's awesome i was like really and they showed kind of the thing how they did it so they just took every brick down 
That's cool. And then they just put it right back up. Definitely wow. worth a road trip. Yeah. So it's really cool. All right. So we were talking about dogs and, you know, you guys on the show probably heard me talk about my dog, Gracie. So this was really funny. So we talked about how <laughs> dogs love us so much. You're, you guys are about to get a look into our, our, our show prep. And, and I was just like, you're right. What is it? But Bob told a story that just made me crack up laughing. So tell that story about how much oh, dogs see if love I can you. do it right. So it's how do you. How do you tell if some you know someone really loves you? Yeah. You know, or what what true love is? Yeah, yeah. You know, lock your dog and your wife in a trunk of a car. Yeah. Leave them there for you know a few hours. Yeah. And then when you open the door, see which one's happy to see you. Yeah, that I mean that's a great great example <laughs> right there. But a really bad idea. <laughs> uh, use at your own risk. I've never heard that before. That was hilarious. I don't. Some I don't. I heard it a comedian or somebody said it, but it's it's true, right? Because the dog would be all happy and loving on you and licking your face and be so mm. excited. Your wife, not so much. Oh, no, your wife would probably divorce you at that moment. She might not be oh, too forgiving. Mercy. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm in so much trouble now. No, that was hilarious. But we were talking about how a dog is like like our therapy, right? I mean, yeah. it's like I can't tell you how many hours I spoke with my dog and how God has just given us these dogs, you know, and how Demonstrate perfect love, right? It is. It's just incredible. And then didn't you tell a story about a dog? He too? was about powder. He was talking about powder. No, yeah. But I mean, he told another one funny or something. I forget. Anyway, I like I, remember. I like these funnies. All right. Awesome. Well, one other thing I want to touch on real because I almost forgot. What? We had a fun celebration weekend. So, um, you know, Pastor Barry talks about Go Church all the time. The church the, the plan of the year ago they had the one year celebration this Sunday. Yeah. And it was a great time. And you guys were there. And that was it was just an awesome celebration. It was so, so big that Bill believe. came out to celebrate it with. He flew him, but, all yeah, the way yeah. in from Texas yeah, to be part of our one year celebration. So right. thank you, brother. That was that was awesome. That's not actually true, but we thought it'd be good. He had another reason for yeah. being here, but 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 the byproduct the byproduct of that is he got to celebrate. That's right. Yeah. So and, and be on the podcast. And be on the podcast. This so, is a win-win-win. And get to go to Disney. And take it take his son Eli to Disney. Yeah. So what a last wow. What a great few days. You know, this last week's podcast, we had a special guest too. We did. We had we had my grandbaby Alora on the show. That's right. Right. So this week we get another man. Well, we gotta get another guest next week. Who can, who can Allie Beth. You've been wanting to get Allie Beth on the show. Give her a call. Hey, Allie, if you're listening to this, man, we would love you can just zoom in. You don't even have to fly and if, to Orlando. And if anybody listens to her, share this with her. So, you know, we this is love an invitation. Have her, have her on the show. You can reach out to us. That would be so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, before we jump into the show, let's, everybody, everybody's yeah. listening. Oh, who, who's, who's Allie, Allie Beth? Beth? What, what if you that? don't know who Allie Beth is, look it's okay. Up. Don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> no, we want you listening to our podcast. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, let's open in prayer. God, God, we love you. We trust you. We thank you for this opportunity to just uh, have a good time. But Father, more importantly, to talk about you. And uh, we, we just ask that you use this podcast today, that you would use us as a vessel to deliver your word as we jump it back into the book of John, Lord, and, and just, uh, just kind of hear the heart of Jesus, hear the heart of who you are, Lord. And I pray that uh, you would speak to our listeners in just a new and fresh way today, that uh, because they listen to this podcast, not because of us, Lord, because of you, that uh, they would know you better and draw closer to you. So, Father, we give this to you now. Um, we're humbled that you even use us. And thank you for doing so. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, and last week we said that if there's one chapter in the Bible that we can memorize, this would be that one chapter. Mm. I mean, it's, that's how impactful that this John 14 is. I mean, what Jesus, so this is that, 
this is not Jesus talking to, you know, the, all the people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. This is an intimate setting in yep. the upper room. Yep. This is him just spending that quality time with his disciples and them asking the questions and Jesus just leading them through the next steps in what to expect. And, and uh, it just, it's just, it's so helpful for us. And so that's why, I mean, his big thing was not, not your heart be troubled. Yeah. They're confused. They're not fully comprehending it, but, but he's slowly helping them see the big picture because they're so narrow minded. No, you can't go away. No, you can't die. We don't get it. Oh, no, no, no. And then he's slowly helping open their eyes. And so today he's just going to, he's going to drop this, this Holy Spirit message onto him and he's just going to like blow them away and, uh, and just let them know that, Hey, you guys are perfectly going to be okay. And uh, let me share that with you. So, so good. Kinda, that so kind of sets it up. That does. So we're, we're titling the show fear not help is here. And uh, we are only, only, we're going to only cover three verses today. That's it. But I, this is really, I really good I was, good I was stuff. thinking, like, there's no way we could do any more than that. Right. we got to no, just stick here. No. So if, if you're watching on YouTube and uh, you have an opportunity to open up your Bible, do that. John 14, and we're going to be in verses 16 through 18. So we'll give you a little bit of time to, to get that taken care of. Now, if you're driving down the road, do not open up your Bibles. <laughs> uh, keep your eyes on the road and just listen. So last week in episode 115, um, the show was titled, Let Not Your Hearts Be Troubled. We unpacked John 14, verses 1 through 15. Now today, during the show today, or, or during that show, we talked about the key encouraging assurance, assurance statements, not insurance statements, but yeah. assurance statements, yeah. by Jesus to his disciples. Remember, there were 11 of the disciples still in the room with him. Um, one of the bad guys he left. What was his name again? Judas? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, so he, he was off doing his thing. Yeah, the black sheep of the bunch. Right. Okay. So Jesus shared with them that one day they would be with him in heaven for all eternity. Amen. He also shared with them that now in his name, they can pray directly to the Father and that their prayers will be answered. It was very encouraging. Uh, the show was, uh, you know, at least we thought so. <laughs> for any I, of them, was. For especially if you're going through a hard time yes. right now um, or we're going through a hard time when you listen to it. It's uh, we just we just really hope it was encouraging to you. And uh, if you have not listened to that show yet, we highly, highly recommend you do that. It would yep. be episode 115. You can look for it that yep. way. Yep. So in, in our upcoming shows, we will continue the conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. In today's show, John 14, verses 16 through 18, Jesus is sharing the assurance that they will have in the Holy Spirit. Um, in the upcoming shows, we will also unpack verses 19 through 24, where Jesus will talk about how and when he, well, how and when he is gone, that, that they will enjoy the Father's love. And then lastly, in verses 25 through 31, Jesus will share with them that they will have the same peace here on earth as he had. Wow. So let's get started. Let's read John 14, 16 through 18. Bill, you want to read that? You yeah, got we're going to be in the ESV. Are you in the ESV? Got it. Okay. And then we'll, we'll go that route. Verse 16 says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it is neither seen or, ha or know him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Promise. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. It's like we want to keep reading. I know. I know. Like, yeah. nope, you got to tune in next week. Yeah, you got to right. tune in. Or you could just continue reading in your Bible. Yeah. All right. 
Jesus had a great deal to say about the Holy Spirit in his upper room message, that without, help of the, without the help of the Spirit of God, we cannot live the Christian life as God has intended. We must know who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, and how he does it. It's, you know, the Holy Spirit is given two special names here by Jesus. What are they? The first is another comforter, and we're going to kind of get into that word another here shortly. And the second is the spirit of truth. So the Greek word for comforter is translated parakletos. Many, many people have probably heard it before, but that's the actual Greek word there. And it's used only by John. Many people don't realize that. Um, it means called alongside or to assist. The Holy Spirit does not work instead of, a, instead of us or in, in spite of us, but in us and through us. And so that's kind of what he's saying here. He's introducing the Holy Spirit. So just imagine them. They're sitting there. They've known about the Holy Spirit. They know that in the Old Testament, we're going to talk about this a little bit more, that all of a sudden, you know, the Spirit comes upon them and they have new supernatural strength. They, they comprehend in their brain that Samson was not able to do what Samson did without the Spirit's help right? Mm. They comprehended that. They understood right. that. So now what he's saying to them is that I'm going to have the Holy Spirit not only come upon you, but he's never going to leave you. He's always going to be with you. He's going to empower you. He's actually going to live within you. And we're going to just break that whole thing down of what Jesus is saying. And so to the disciples, as they're listening to this, they're like, well, this is kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine like they start looking at each other like, did he, what, what, what did he just say? Yeah. I mean, they're just, I mean, I could see their brains just right? like reeling here, you know, and they're probably just going, okay, okay. So, okay. Okay. You know, I mean, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Right. And so they're, he's going to walk them through exactly what he's saying, you know? And so that's kind of what I see here. I don't know, Bill. Any yeah, I, th I, th I think what's incredible about this and, and we don't see this from this perspective because we're looking back at all this and how it's happened, but this is something that's never happened before. Absolutely. I mean, in, in, you know, broken up in times, the Holy Spirit has come and he's been manifest himself and then he goes, right? And then so they're hearing something brand new, something they haven't ever heard before. And so, yeah, th this has got to be pretty mind boggling. It's like, you know, um, A.W. Tozer said, this, this is kind of how he saw this. He said, the spirit filled life is not a special deluxe edition of Christianity. It is part and parcel of the total plan of God for his people. And so he was basically saying this, just like he's dropping this truth on him. He's just saying it's going to overwhelm you and consume you. The Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is going to take over your life. The words and the things that you are spoken are no longer going to be your own words. It's going to be the Spirit of God. It's going to be me that does it. You know, and there's okay. and we know the whole we know the whole gist of the flesh and all that. And we go we can talk about that a little bit more as we go. But it's you know that quenches the Spirit and it doesn't allow the Spirit to take precedence. Okay, let's go on. Excellent. Our English word comfort comes from two Latin words meaning with strength. We usually think of comfort as soothing someone, consoling him or her, and to some extent that is true. Yep. But true comfort strengthens us to face life bravely and to keep on going. It does not rob us, rob us of responsibility or make it easy for us to give up. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Leonard Ravenhill said it this way. He said, everyone recognizes that Stephen was spirit-filled when he was performing wonders, yet he was just as spirit-filled when he was being stoned to death. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, you know, it's, he had the bravery. It, it wasn't, you know, Paul said it this way, is I that no longer live, but Christ that lives within me. He, they, he got it. They fully comprehended. So he's telling, he's telling his disciples here, hey, listen, 
This word that I'm sharing with you is I'm going to get, empower you. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to give you boldness that you've never had before. I'm going to give you um, mental toughness that's, that, that surpasses all of your understanding. You're going to be able to do things and stand against darkness like you've never done before. And remember all those times, guys, when I was standing toe-to-toe with these big, powerful Pharisees and I didn't budge at all? Well, it was because of the Holy Spirit. I, I had that confidence. I had that strength. You're going to have that too. And that's kind of what he's sharing with them at this moment. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the whole context of this, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're camping out in these few verses, but the whole context of this is comfort. I mean, Jesus is with his disciples in the upper room. Uh, everything's winding down, right? And he's going to leave. And so all of this is part of that. And, and, and the anxious, you just can feel all the emotion that's got going on in this upper room right now. And, and think about that. He's going to equip them with a, a supernatural power, right? Mm. Uh, that they're not going to have to do this on their own. It isn't that just like Jesus uh, throughout wow. his entire ministry. He was totally concerned about his disciples getting it and being used by God, even in, the, in what would be considered some of the scariest and darkest times if we were going through that stuff. I can imagine, as you were just saying that, Bill, I was just thinking, I mean, I, there had to be fear everywhere because yeah. it's like, I don't, Jesus, you're getting your butt kicked at times. I mean, they're like coming at you. I mean, they're, they're like, you're telling me they're going to kill you now, right? right? And it's like, I don't want to go through that. You know, you're telling me that I'm going to have the same kind of ministry that, you know, and he's, he's trying to help them understand that, listen, it's not going to be by your own power and your strength. Right. Something supernatural is going to happen here. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not leaving you alone. And I, and I think from, from a believer standpoint, I mean, just, just thinking of from today's standpoint, many of us don't understand this. And so we, we don't share our faith or we, we're afraid to, you know, talk to somebody about Jesus. We're afraid to do things because we're just like how the disciples were. Yeah. We don't want to go through that. We don't want to have persecution. We don't want to whatever. And, and Jesus would be telling you the exact same thing. You don't have to be afraid. I, I'm going to give you boldness like you've never had. You know, when Stephen stood toe-to-toe with him and he sat there and it was stoned to death, he, I, I provided myself to him and gave him boldness and strength to do what he did. And the same thing God says to you, listener. I mean, it's the same thing. And that's what, so that, as, as Bill was just saying, that should bring you comfort. You lean not, the Bible says, lean not on your understanding, but trust and acknowledge him in all things. And, and when we do that, he, that is when the spirit of God is, can work. It's when we let go of our fear, we let go of our way of understanding and just trust God. Say, God, you're telling me to do this. Let the Holy Spirit now take precedence. Let him have authority. You're going to do things that are supernatural. The Bible actually says that you're going to do things that he's, God's going to bless you exceedingly bluntly and more than you could possibly think or imagine in that moment because you're not doing it for your own glory. You're doing it so God's glory. You're doing it to advance God's kingdom and blessings upon blessings will come upon you so that the, the kingdom of God can be advanced. But it's not you're doing it. Your boldness is not your boldness. All of that is because the Holy Spirit is doing that. So that's, that's it in essence. So, all right. Really good. Yeah, I think so many of us, we just, we, we live in fear and even faith. We, you know, our faith is for Sunday morning. And then we don't take it in the rest of our, our rest of our life. You know, it's like our, our faith is a silo. And then we, we don't live with any power at all during the week. And how sad is that? It is and sad. And here he is. I mean, he's, he's making that promise to the disciples here. 
but he's also making that promise to us. Yeah. And I think too many of us just, we don't live that way. God, God's not telling us to act like idiots because there's a lot of Christians. I mean, I'm just, I'm, be, I'm saying this in love, but there's a lot of Christians that act like idiots. I mean, they're bold, they're brass. They look foolish. They're not, they're out of context. They're, they're saying things in a weird way, yeah. you know, and that gives Christians a bad name. It gives Jesus a bad name. Jesus was a high class individual. He did things in a way that, that always brought glory and honor to the father. He did not bring attention to himself. He did not act out of line. He always act in concert with whatever the father was already doing. And so it's very important for us to comprehend that. But the, what, what Jesus is telling them here, and we please get this, is he's, the spirit of God is going to strengthen you to do this. Just let, your, let the God take ownership of your body, your mind, your being, and have the boldness and have the strength to move forward and be obedient to the Lord in Jesus' name and do it in his love. All right. Awesome. Verse 17 says that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Here, Jesus is relating the Holy Spirit to himself, the truth, and the word of God, which of itself is the truth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny to me. But, I mean, it's like, you know, again, going back to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I mean, they're, they're three separate entities, but mm -hmm. they're one. I mean, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. I don't know if we'll ever get it out this side of heaven. I was going to ask you, can you explain that? No, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's, I, I can comprehend it to a point. Right. Um, you know, and I, we could try to do illustrations, but I don't think it's going to do ju justice there. But it, I mean, I get it, and and they all work in concert together. But the Spirit inspired the Word and also illuminate illuminates the Word, so that we may understand it. So the Holy Spirit cannot lie or be associated with lies. He never leads us to do anything contrary to the Word of God. For again, God's Word is truth. So what Jesus is saying is that everything that the Holy Spirit is going to say to you are going to be my words. You do not have to worry about any lies from him. Everything that you're going to hear in your spirit, as you're, as you're in, in, in my presence, as you're worshiping me, as you're being filled with me, knowing me, all the words that are going to come to you are going to point to me and there will always be truth. You can, you can always trust it. It's not a lie. So that's what it's kind of saying. Any thoughts to that? Yeah, it goes back to the whole comfort in, the, in context, right? It goes back to that. And it is a beautiful picture of the Trinity, which I cannot explain either. But um, it's, it's a beautiful picture of roles of the Trinity. And you, you look at the Holy Spirit here. We see, we see two, two words that just jump out at me, comforter and truth. And they go hand in hand. You can't have really one without the other. The word of God is truth. And so what I like to tell my parishioners all the time, they're like, I want to hear from the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, dig into the word. And people say, well, that's just what pastors say. You got to read your Bible more. That's our go-to answer. But the, the answer is study the word of God, because that's when the Holy Spirit will illuminate things to you because uh, the, his word is true. Yeah. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. I, Henry Blackaby said, you know, talking about, well, how do I hear the Holy Spirit? How do, how do I know where the Holy Spirit is speaking to me? And he said, he said, God speaks through a variety of means. In the present, God primarily speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, like we just talked, through prayer, through circumstances and through the church. And so that kind of gives us context of, so where are you going to see the Holy Spirit? Well, being in the word of God, reading the word of God, or else by praying, by, by spending quality time and being there, you know, and, and then by, what else I say? By the Bible and in circumstances. I mean, the circumstance happens and you're like, oh shoot, what do I do? Right. You're, I mean, it's, it, you got to make a decision. So what, what else are you going to do? Well, God, what do I do? Well, how do I deal with this? You know, spirit, what teach me get me through this knowledge, wisdom, whatever the Bible says, you knock wisdom, ask, and he'll give it to you. So 
that's through the, the circumstances and through the church. You're sitting there listening to the word of God. You're listening to this podcast, and the spirit of God is now working inside of us to share with you these truths. From fellow believers. As God has already wrecked us and shared with us these truths, now we're mm -hmm. sharing this other thing with you, and, and that's another way that's your thoughts? I think the, the last part of verse 16 kind of really ties into this. It will be with you forever. I think, mm. I think sometimes uh, as consumers, we, we kind of even take the Holy Spirit as, all right, well, I've got access to this now. I'll put them in the pantry. And then when I need them, I can pull them out and use <laughs> them. So true. But it, that's not what Jesus is doing here. Wow. He's comforting them by telling them he's going to consume you. Yeah. If you allow him to, yeah. if you surrender to him, uh, I think I think I have a quote here from Andrew Andrew Murray from Absolute Amen. Surrender that mm. may, may not a single moment of my life be spent outside the light, the love, and the joy of God's presence. Not a moment without the entire surrender of myself as a vessel for Him to fulfill of His Spirit, mm. His love. Mm. You guys, if you if you can get your hands on any of the Andrew Murray books, do it. Because that man is anointed. That was such a great statement. Really good. All right. All right. If we want the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, then we must seek to glorify Christ. And we must make much of the Word of God. Again, it's the thing, right? <laughs> we were just talking before that you're going through the book of Job. Yeah. Right? And, and it, it's not easy, right? No. I mean, come on, let's just be honest. There's certain parts of the Bible it's that are not easy to go Sometimes not through. the most encouraging book in the Bible. And it's like, well, why do I need to read it? Well, because you're getting the context, context. of God's word. You're understanding what is his heart, what's being said. You know, the book of Job is an amazing story when you understand the context of it. But going through Leviticus sometimes and all the laws and all that, you're like, oh, my gosh. But you're understanding how much God actually loves the Israelites. He set right. them up for holiness. He's setting them up to live a life. They don't have to deal with all the other problems and issues. And so we're just, we learn to see things from God's perspective. We learn to see things from how his heart is and what he knows. If we don't read the word of God, we don't know the context and we don't know his heart. We don't know what he's saying. We don't know what he's wanting. We don't know his will. But when we read it in context, we now know how he thinks, what he desires, what he wants, what he, you know, all of that. And so that's why we read the word of God. I don't know. That's absolutely. I, I, you mentioned the book of Job. <laughs> we had just finished the book of Job in one of our, our home groups and, um, you know, one thing I love about the book of Job is that, you know, we, we talk about Job and how he, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, yeah, he did. You got to read the whole book. <laughs> he was not perfect either. You know, he had his struggles and he had his downfalls. Uh, and, and yet God was faithful. God was just, God was true throughout that whole process. And, uh, and, and Job became a better man for it. If you read the end of the story, I won't, won't, uh, let you in all spoiler alert. <laughs> well, there's no doubt that he doubted and worried. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And, and, you know, when we're going through a trial and a circumstance, we do the same thing. Absolutely. You know, the unknown is scary. It is. It's scary. But the Holy Spirit is there to help comfort us. And the Holy Spirit is there to help. And the word of God is truth. And that truth never returns void. And we can always lean on that and trust that. So, I mean, the spirit of truth uses the word of truth to guide us into the will and to the work of God. Let me say that again. The spirit of truth uses the word of truth to guide us into the will and the work of God. Mm -hmm. So we get that in our head and we understand that. That then can prove as is. So Jesus is telling them, listen, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit to reveal to me, reveal to you all truth. And that truth is my word. Everything that I've spoken to you is true. And so now the Holy Spirit is going to go with you. You can take comfort in that. You can have boldness. You can have strength. And now you can have the truth everywhere you go. 
And I've always told people, if you want to be the smartest person in the room, know Jesus. Yeah. Because it's no longer you that's speaking. It's the spirit of God that's speaking in you. And if you want to have, you know, if you want to have that, 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 Hey, let me, let me see that coin whose face is on that coin. If you want to have that kind of wisdom <laughs> and knowledge, know the spirit of God, because Good. you're going to have supernatural abilities that are beyond anything that, you know, you got to know the truth. All right. You know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking how many times have people asked you, well, how do I know what the will of God is? And th there's your answer right there, right? By, by the spirit of truth uses the word of truth to guide us into the will and the work of God. So that's, important. That's how you know if you're living in the will of God. All right. The Holy Spirit abides in the believer. He is a gift from the Father. Thank you, Lord. An answer to, a prayer, answer to the prayer of Jesus. During his earthly ministry, Jesus had guided, guarded, and taught his disciples. But now he was going to leave them. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, and again, we talked about this before. This is I mean, come on. I mean, this has got to be like, I'm going to die, guys. I mean, tomorrow I'm hanging on the cross, you know? I mean, it's like, wait, really? It's now? What? You've been trying to share this message with us for some time, but tomorrow you're going to, what? It, it's got to be like crazy. And, and the Holy Spirit message has got to give him comfort. It's like, I don't know. The light bulb's got to be going on. I'm sure that he's like, hey, I'm preparing you, you know, and it really happened in Acts, you know, and it was a few weeks later. I mean, it really happened where they're like, okay, we got it now. And when Peter had that authority and that passion and 3000 comes, mm -hmm. they got it. When all of a sudden, you know, they're laying hands on people and he's like, you know, money, I don't have you, but rise and rock again. I have a new this life. And, you know, there things speaking, are happening. Speaking languages that he never it, learned. Yeah. It, they got it, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of us as Holy, uh, as, as individuals, when the Holy Spirit comes into our life, I think we get it at that time too, is because all this, like we've talked about, all of a sudden we, we listen to what we said or we research or we go back to us. Wait, did I say that? And we start seeing evidences that it's no longer I that's living. It's really the Holy Spirit. We, wait, I had that boldness. I would have never had that boldness before. Right. Or I was so tore up by that circumstance, you know, and whatever. And I was able to get through and I still had joy in the midst of that heartache and that pain that would have never happened before. Yeah. And we start seeing evidences in our own life. And so here, God is now, Jesus is dropping this to them and he's telling them all this. And as a gift to believers, Jesus gave his disciples the spirit of God. This is his gift. He says, who would come to them and dwell inside of them, taking the place of their master. I, I am going to live inside of you forever. I, this is my gift to you. I, I'm going to leave this with you. I got to go to the father so that I can do this. And not only just to you guys, but I want you to multiply yourself. And I want to give this gift to every single person that you multiply. And I want to empower you to be my word and my voice and my truth to the whole world until the whole world ends. Uh, here's my truth. I'm going to use you. Go and multiply. Go advance the kingdom of God. Any thoughts? It reminds me of one of my favorite verses in the Bible, 2 Timothy 1.7. It just says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Love that verse. Amen. Well, I mean, it's, it's so liberating when you think about that and so freeing if we just allow the Holy Spirit to take control. But I, it's, there's always a battle, right? The flesh still wants, wants to be in control. We, we want to use the Spirit when it seems convenient for us. Um, but when we, we, we really experience the power of God when we just surrender, when we allow Him to, His Spirit to work in and through us. So again, I, it sounds a little redundant, but I, so important to me because I, I know in my own personal life, I do this all the time. That if, if I will just not try to add him to my life, if I will just 
release myself and let him live my life, uh, you'll see uh, the abundance of, of the supernatural of God in our lives each and every day. Because right. it, it's for his honor and his glory and his kingdom. As we, as we, that was good. As we know the truth, okay, we have it inside of us. Okay, so the, it's, it's, it's inside of us. And so because we know the truth, we know what the flesh is. Okay, yes. if we don't know the truth, we don't know what the flesh is. Right. We don't know what is the very best thing to do. But by knowing the truth, we know the very best thing to do. And here's the secret. Okay, here's the secret. You know, I've shared this on the show before, but I'm going to give you the secret again. When we know the truth and all of a sudden we're tempted by the flesh, here's, here's the secret. Say no. Say no. Say no in the name of Jesus. Say no. Like out loud. Out loud say say out, no. Yeah. You're tempted by pornography. Say no. That's right. Say it out loud. Say no. Because immediately you're acknowledging thy flesh is trying to take control, but I want the spirit to take control at that very moment. So good, Pete. And then turn from it. Run. Get out of the room. Yeah. Change the circumstance. Yep. Change the location. Change the mindset. Turn off the TV. Get up from the computer. Stop going into the cupboard to get the alcohol. Stop doing the things that you're doing. Say no in the name of Jesus and move. When you do that, you now have given the Holy Spirit the power. Good. You now have given him the authority. That now will give you victory. But you got to know the truth because the truth will set you free. Your flesh will not, but the truth will. All right. Not a secret anymore. Nope. That's it. awesome. Jesus also called the Holy Spirit another helper, or in some translations, a counselor or comforter. Jesus said the word another before helper. That word translated in Greek means another of the same kind. But we talked about cloning earlier today. It's just, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we talk, we need to clone ourselves. To there, help. there it is. Yeah. To advance to God's kingdom, we need someone to clone us so that they can help <laughs> teach other people what we already know. Yeah. But this is, again, a big deal. I mean, please, I mean, what we have to understand the context here. And he's telling them, I mean, don't we don't want to take this for granted. He's basically saying, listen, it's me. <laughs> you guys, this is me. We already kind of referenced this, but that's what he's saying. He's, he's saying the spirit of God is not no different than the son of God. Both are God. And the spirit of God had dwelt with the disciples in the person of Jesus. Now he would dwell in them. So Again, we're not we're 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 saying this over and over again because we really want to understand that Jesus is basically saying, "Who's inside of you?" We're calling him the Holy Spirit, but it's the words and the truth of Jesus. It's that's what's in you. That's what's speaking. That's it's just like he was right with the disciples. He's right with you. Amen. So. Amen. Well, let's pivot a little bit. I got right. a question for the two of you. Okay. So, Bill, Pete, was the Holy Spirit on Earth before Jesus? <laughs> Did we talk about oh. that? Yeah, that's yes. We, we can, of course. He was he empowered men and women in the Old Testament to accomplish God's work. So, you know, during the Old Testament age, remember the Spirit of God would come upon people and then leave them. We remember when King Saul in First Samuel sixteen fourteen, and in where all of a sudden it says that the Spirit of God came upon him, and so now he had power. He had supernatural power. He was able to prophesy. You remember that? He was able to do certain things. Well, the same thing with David when in Psalms fifty one. Both illustrate the leaving of, of the Holy Spirit. But it changed, right? So this is the transformation. This is the change. It's not the Holy Spirit come upon you for you to do a supernatural work in that moment in the Old Testament. But here you are always able to do a supernatural. So in Acts 2 at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was given to God's people to remain with them forever and ever. Even though today we may grieve the Spirit, mm. but we will. he will never leave us nor forsake us. He'll always be there. 
totally different. So let me make sure I understand this. So in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come and dwell uh, with people. Yeah. So all of a sudden you'll, you'll be in the flesh, you'll be walking, you'll be doing the things, and all of a sudden you need some sort of supernatural ability. And then all of a sudden, boom, you have it. Okay. And then after Pentecost, the Holy Spirit would dwell in people. All the time. That's the difference. Totally different. Old Testament, New Testament. It's that gift. So God says, I'm going to give you the greatest gift that you can ever have. Not only my grace is sufficient for you, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give you a helper. And I'm going to give you the same authority, the same power, the same level of, of boldness and everything else that I have, you're going to have now. Right. That's awesome. crazy. All right. Something to think about. Yeah. The way we treat the Holy Spirit is also the way we treat Jesus. The believer's body is the temple of the spirit, kind of what we were just talking about. And you can see, uh, see that in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. So that when he or she does with their bodies, or what he or she does with their bodies affects the indwelling Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, the spirit wrote the word of God and the way we treat the Bible is the way that we're going to treat the spirit of God and the son of God. But if the word of God says that we are to eat healthy and to do exercise or do, to do right by our body so that he can use the body to advance God's kingdom, why are we doing things that are not well? I mean, the Bible says that. So we need to be understand that. I just lost my train of thought, but the you get temple. what I'm saying. The temple about the the temple. Body. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. Thoughts Bill, on that? Well, yeah. I'm, so th- this passage of scripture should be, of course, comforting like this whole context, right? But concerning at the same time, <laughs> you know, uh, he, if we allow him, uh, he will take control of every situation uh, and he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's always there, which at the same point should concern us because everything we do, everywhere we go, everything we think, every time our demeanor is not the way it should be, the Holy Spirit is experiencing that. And, uh, uh, and really, it's a, it's a tragedy when we live like the world and in the flesh. When we have access, not only access, he's dwelling inside of us. So we're taking him, we're taking him on that uh, sinful and that worldly road trip with us. And uh, that certainly should be concerning at the same time. You know, I, I've shared this, this word picture before in advance. It's, you know, my body is, is where the spirit of God is housed inside of me. And so the, my body, so let's just say, for instance, I'm sitting and I'm watching porn, right? I'm just going to use it because I'm talking to guys, well, girls nowadays too, but and I'm watching porn and I'm doing that. Well, God is there all the time, right? Right. But he has no place of sin. He cannot have right. fellowship with me in that moment. He's, he's never leaving me. He's never forsaken me. He's always there. He's, right. he's always pursuing me and loving me. But because of what I'm doing, that sinful nature is, is not. But the minute I say, you know what? This isn't the very best. And I turn it off. And I repent at that time, said, Lord, my, my weakness, my flesh overcame me. Please forgive me, Lord. I repent of that. And I, and I get up and I walk out and I say, and God says, hey, son, no worries. I love you, you know, and let's, let's fellowship together. And let's, what's next? And it's, and it's like he never left. So I have always thought, of, well, then you play the grace card, right? Where like, because, you know, God is always forgiving and loving. So I'm just going to continue to do that. And, you know, there's, it's going to be okay. The, the problem with that is, is that there's an inconsistency in our life, and, and we reap what we sow. Right. And so because there's that inconsistency, we are going to face the consequences of that inconsistency. And, there, and, and you're going to have moments of badness. Just, you're going to be depressed. You know, Revelation 3, the mm-hmm. Bible calls it the lukewarmness, right? And, and, and Jesus hates that. And he wants to spit you out of his mouth. He wants to vomit you out of his mouth, it actually says. You know, lukewarmness is not it. So 
that's not, you know, Paul really touched on that in Romans. You know, we want to be very careful with that mentality because that's what Satan wants you to believe. Satan wants you to live an inconsistent life, but Jesus wants you to live a thriving life. He wants the Holy Spirit to thrive in your life. He wants to constantly give you power and authority to overcome all of those temptations. He wants you to be victorious. He wants you to be set free from those bondages and things that we, we have take control of us. Yeah, not only are there consequences, but at the same time, you're, you're making something else. It's an idol. You're making something else your Lord, and you're cutting off intimacy with God when you're doing that. So yes, he's still dwelling in you, but there's no there's no intimacy there because you're making something else an idol. I mean, think about it. If you if you were having an affair, you know, while you're having an affair, how's your intimacy with your spouse? It can't be there, right? It's just I mean, I'm guessing. <laughs> thank thank God. It wouldn't be the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it just nobody yeah. you can't do it. So not only are there consequences which you brought up, I think you the big the other big piece of that is you're cutting off your intimate so, your so intimate good. relationship with God. Amen. Thoughts, Bill? Now? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, it all goes back to, and, and we touched on this a little bit in our conversation before we we came online, and and that is our motivation. Are, are we here? Are we self-absorbed? Are we here for self, mm. or are we here for the kingdom? Mm. And uh, you know, when when we're we're focused on the things of the flesh, uh, the things of the kingdom, you know, are, are put at least in the back seat. I, I think of, you know, I've done a lot of sales jobs and. Uh, my focus when I was selling was selling that product I was selling, right? And if I started thinking about other products, how it'd be nice to sell those products yeah. and not stay focused on what my job was, I wasn't going to be effective. We're ambassadors for Christ. Amen. I mean, if we're a soldier, you know, on a battlefield, we're, I think, uh, where's it say? Paul says that we're not to be entangled in the things of this world, mm-hmm. right? It, it, I mean, you're not looking at the, you know, you're on the battlefield. You're not looking up on the hill going, you know, I would like to put a house up there and swimming pool, and <laughs> a two car, maybe a three car garage. I mean, that that's insane, right? Yeah. Your focus is doing the job of your commander mm-hmm. and making sure that that job gets done. And I think when we get sidetracked, whether it's something we, we can, you know, we, we have our list of bad sins and then things that aren't so bad. Yeah. We're all bad when it comes to our focus isn't on the kingdom. Amen. Yeah. I, I don't think we could have in context. I mean, we gave such good context to that. We couldn't have said that any better. And the bottom line is, as you guys are just saying, is it's not about us. Right. If you're, if we make in life about us, then we're missing the point. And when you're feeding your flesh, it's you're all you're talking about is yourself. And so Jesus is telling his disciples, I'm giving you the power and the authority to overcome. You do not have to succumb to that flesh. You do not have to live in that way of life. You can overcome it. And that's what he's encouraging him to do. And what we just did was give context. Awesome. All right. Well, Good. kind of along those same lines, and I think maybe this even adds more. Uh, another truth to remember is that the world cannot receive the Spirit because the world lives by sight and not by faith. The world does not know Jesus, and you cannot have knowledge of the Spirit apart from Jesus. Bottom line. I mean, where if we talk, see, the Bible is a spiritual book. And a lot of times people want to read it as a material. Oh, I can't read but, the Bible. It's boring. Yeah, well, because they're not reading it as a spiritual book. Right. And, and so if, you know, if we're sharing a spiritual truth with somebody in the world, they're not going to receive it. They're not going to look at it as the physical. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. It, well, that's won't. why Jesus constantly rolled his eyes at everybody. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, well, you, of course it doesn't make any sense. You're not my chosen one. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not, you know, you're not a You think Jesus really God. rolled his eyes? Oh, I'm positive. <laughs> I'm sure that he was like, because he constantly even told him in this. He goes, how many times do I got to tell you guys, right? 
How many times do I have to share this over and over again with I you? I can hear him now. Oh, self, I yeah. can't believe they did that. But the presence of the spirit in this world is actually an indictment against the world for the world rejected you. That's right. And so we just must put that in. Context. And they still are. Yep. All right. Lastly, in verse 18, John uses the word comfortless. The word translate, translated in the Greek is orphans. Mm. We must know that in Jesus, we are never alone, abandoned, helpless, or hopeless. Wherever we go, the Spirit is with us. So why would we feel like orphans? There is no need to have a troubled heart when you have the very Spirit of God dwelling within you. That's the promise. That's the promise we're sharing with us. I mean, uh, Bill, maybe you could speak to that. And if, if, if after that, maybe if you could share with people, if they don't know Jesus, how they can come to know who Jesus is. And, and, and Yeah, I would love that. to. I, I think this verse 18 just brings this whole passage full circle. Uh, let not your hearts be troubled, right, is where this starts. Yeah. And, and in the end of verse 18, uh, we see that, that he is just showing them that uh, he's never going to leave them and that he's, he's not going to leave them orphans or comfortless. Mm. When you look at that, mm-hmm. and and so throughout that passage of scripture, we see the presence of the Holy Spirit promised by Jesus, uh, and and the full Trinity here, right? God the Father sending the perfect will of Him on them. And so I think about that, and I think each and every one of us has come to a point. If you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you come to a point in your life where you realize mm-hmm. that you're a sinner. You you fall fall way short, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do to be in the presence of a perfect holy God. Mm-hmm. That you recognize what Christ has done. He mm. died on the cross for your sin. He rose again that third day. And I love this part. He's seated at the right hand side of the Father. Mm. Even right now, mm. He's making intercession for those those that are His children. And, uh, and 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 Christ makes it so simple. I think Paul says it best in Romans ten nine. Uh, and I'm going to try to <laughs> quote this because I don't have it up on my computer screen. But if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, believe in your heart. Mm. God raised Him from. The Bible says you will be saved. Yeah. I think we make the gospel message more complicated than it Amen. really is. Religion has done that. Mm. Um, really it sucks. Yes, it yes. does. So believing in Christ and, and trusting in him to be your Lord and Savior and him alone uh, begins that relationship with Christ. Mm. I would challenge anybody listening today that, that has never done that to simply do that. Go to Romans 10, 9, read over that, pray over that verse, and, and, and watch God begin that relationship with you. And then from that point, once you know Christ, as your savior, then it becomes a life. And this whole thing we're talking about now, a life of sanctification, which is a big churchy word, but he's setting us apart for him, his yeah. purpose. Mm. That's why we're here. Mm. Wow. That's so good. And, you know, and it, and it, you know, it's, it's very basic. Jesus just says, you know, pray to him, you know, just ask for forgiveness and, um, you know, just believe that he, he's God, that he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day. Just believe the, the truth that God has already given us in this, right. in what we have spoken. And if the Holy Spirit has convicted your heart, do that today. And we would love to hear from you um, and, and let somebody go tell somebody about this. And, you know, the Bible says it's, it's, if you deny me before man, I too will deny you before my father in heaven. Right. But if you, but if you, if you profess me before man, I will too profess you before heaven. So if you've given your life to the Lord today, go and share it with somebody else. Tell yes. us about it, Bob. How can we you know, get in contact with you? How can they do that? Probably the best way to reach out to us is just go to our website. It's theriotpodcast.com and uh, click on the No God tab. Lots of information there. Walk you through the process and uh, give you just give you a way to kind of reach out and and, and you can either email us or uh, you know we, you can even do this. So you're listening to this as a podcast. <laughs> 
share it with somebody, okay? So do that first of all. If you're watching us on YouTube, I want you to hit click the subscribe button, click the the little bell to notify you every time a new episode comes out. And um, what's the other thing? Oh, the most important thing. I want you to share it with somebody else. But back to uh, letting us know that you made a decision today. Man, we were just tickled to hear about that. Go to Facebook and just you know reach out to us there. Or go to the comments page. Or, I mean, if you're on YouTube, just right there in the comments would be perfect. And we would love to hear your story. A couple things I wanted to remind you about. Um, you know, Wherever you listen to us, make sure you hit subscribe. And then I wanted to remind you about our trip coming up in June 2024. This is going to be, well, I always tell Pete, don't oversell and underdeliver. Like you want to undersell and overdeliver. Guys, this is going to be a trip you do not want epic. to miss. Epic. It's going to be an epic trip, no doubt about. 13 days, Egypt, Jordan, and Israel, and it's just going to be amazing. We're going to fill up quickly. Now, our informational meeting is going to be on March 19th. Go to the website, theriotpodcast.com, and get all the information uh, right there. But sign right now, the thing you need to do is sign up for that meeting for March 19th. And it's a Zoom meeting you can jump on. And if you want to make sure you don't get shut out, go ahead and get your deposit in now. Uh, but honestly, if you want to wait until after March 15th, that's fine. But uh, you do not want to get shut out of this. It's going to be <clears throat> epic. Bill, thank you for being here. What an amazing podcast. We've looked forward for this for a long time. Man, love it. Um, you know, we'll talk after it you leave so and fast. see if we invite you yeah. back or not. But, you know, I'm sure it'll be, <laughs> you're welcome anytime. Um, it was just, just an honor and a, and a privilege to have my brother on the, on the podcast today. And I hope you guys and, can really just hear his heart yeah, and uh, his, his, just his servant, uh, his servant heart and just his willingness and his love for Jesus. So I hope you could hear that. I hope it came through loud and clear on the podcast today. Guys, have an amazing week of worship. Be blessed. God bless you. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.